As we have learned, there are five different ways in which a Zov's weight could be supported by another item. And in such a circumstance, the item, as long as the item is one that is designated for the purpose of supporting a person's weight. For example, a chair. The purpose of a chair is to support a person's weight when he sits down on it. So if a Zov's weight is supported by such an item then that item would become Tome with Tumas Midros. Tumas Midros is a unique transfer of impurity in that, in general, when Tumo, an impurity, is passed onto another item, its level goes down. For example, if an Av Tumo, something that's on a primary level of impurity, if that touches another item, so that item will become a Rishon Tumo, which means that it's one step removed, one level lower than the primary Av Tumo level. In this regard, Tumas Midros is unique in that the item that supported the weight of the Zov does not become a Rishon Latumar, which is one level lower than the Zov, but rather it becomes an Av Hatumar, just like the Zov himself. The five different ways by which the Zov's weight could be supported is by sitting on the item, or if the Zov stands on it, or if he lies down on it, or if he leans on it, or if he is supported suspended by the other item for the the classic example which the Mishnah later on in this parak will bring is if there are giant balance scales or a seesaw for example that the zob is on one side and on the other side there is a particular item and again specifically an item whose part of its purpose is to support the weight of a person in general and if the zov is higher up on the balance scales or on a seesaw would be the modern example then it's considered to be that the Zov is really being lifted up and his weight is being supported by the items that are on the other side. And this Mishnah is going to bring another couple of examples of that form of Tumas Midros transfer. Now, I do need to mention that in the previous share, at the end of the second parak, I mentioned a concept called Zov Vachaveirov which literally means a Zov and his friends. This refers to the other types of people who are Tome and whose impurity is identical to that of a Zov. And the way that their impurity can be transferred onwards is identical to a Zov. And it's with regards to these people that the concept of Tumas Midros applies. Now, I mentioned then that there are five types of people in this category. And one of those five that I mentioned was a Mitsuira, somebody who has tsaras, particular unnatural disease on the skin that makes him tome. The, the truth is, this, this is mistaken. A Mitsuira is not one of them. The four types of people in this category are a Zov, or a Zova, a, the equivalent for a woman. When blood exits her uterus, her womb, at a irregular time, a Nido, who is a woman who is Tome as a result of blood exiting her uterus at a regular time. She is Tome for seven days. And fourthly, a Yoledes, a woman who has given birth. These four people have this unique ability to transfer their impurity via Tomas Midras, where the item that becomes Tome via supporting their weight becomes Tome on the same level as they are themselves, an Avhatoma. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, Nida, the Mishnah talks about an example of a Nida, the same would apply to any of the other people in this category. If she sat with a pure woman on the same bed, and the bed isn't totally fixed in its place, and it moves about as they shuffle around in the bed, the Mishnah says, 
Even the cloth that is on the pure woman's head, which she uses as a head covering, becomes Tommy by Tomas Medras. Any clothes, although the regular purpose of clothes is not to support the weight of somebody, nevertheless, the reality is that it very often does so. If a person is lying down while they're wearing clothes, they're essentially lying down on the clothes. The truth is, it might not be because of that, it could just be because sometimes people fold up their clothes and lie down on them, maybe they'll use them as a pillow... And this happens enough for it to be considered a regular use of the clothes that Tomas Midros would therefore apply to clothes as well. So then she says that even this cloth that's in her hair is considered to be an item of clothing. And although it's very light, it is it does contribute to the weight of the woman that is weighing down a part of the bed and causing the bed to rock a bit and thereby causing the nidor to be raised slightly. So since the clothes contribute to that weight ever so slightly, so the clothes are also considered to be part of that which is holding up the weight of the nidor, and therefore it would become Tome as an av hatuma via Tumas Midras. Likewise, Yosha Bisfina, if the nidor sat on a relatively small boat that, again, rocks from side to side, Kalim Shabirish Hanes Shibas Fina Tome and Midras, the clothes that are even on the top of the mast of the boat also become Tommy by Tomas Midras, because when the boat rocks downwards on that side, it's considered to be that the clothes are slightly contributing to that which weighs down that side of the boat, and the nidod that is on the other side of the boat is being raised slightly, and it's considered to be that her weight is being suspended via the clothes as well. Now, apart from the transfer of Tomas Midras, which is unique in that the item becomes Tomei even on the level of an Avha Tomar, there are also the regular transfers of impurity that apply to most impure items. And these would apply to any item that, become, that can become Tomei. Tomas Midras only applies to items whose purpose is for supporting the weight of a person. But if, for example, the Zov were to touch... Any item that has the ability to become Tomei, it would become Tomei. Just it would become Tomei as a Rishon Latoma, one level below the Zov or the Nida, etc. themselves. So as well as if the Zov touches one of those items, if he carries it even without touching, the item would also become a Rishon Latoma, or if he causes it to move. This is known as Tumas Heset. By causing it to move, even without touching or directly carrying it, he would also cause it to become Tomei on a level lower than the Zov himself. Now tell us, if a woman carries a container full of clothes, clothes again are an example of something that can become Tomei by Tomas Midras, in a case where they are very heavy, when one carries a very heavy item or very heavy, heavy box, he tends to lean inwards towards that item. He sort of walks along and is sort of pushing the item to a small extent, such that we consider it as if his weight is weighing down and leaning on the heavy item. So that means that it's as if the Zov, or in this this case the Nidos weight, the Nidos body was leaning on the box full of clothes, and therefore, Tomeyan, the clothes become Tomei with Tomas Midros. They will become Tomei on the level of an Avha Tomar. But in a case where it is light, then that's not the case. How, and so, Tahirin, the clothes would be pure. Now, it doesn't mean that they're totally pure. It means that they are not Tomei with Tomas Midros. They would not be an Avha Tomar. However, they would become Tomei as a Rishon Tomar by virtue of the fact that they were carried by a Nidor. 
Zov shehikish al kitzutra. A zov or any one of the other people who have the same level of impurity who hits a kind of wide beam or a kind of balcony that is jutting out of a wall and it's totally fixed to the wall, which means that it doesn't really move about at all. However, as a result of the zov hitting it very hard, the nofal kikoshal truma, a loaf of truma, fell off of this balcony or beam that is jutting out of the wall. Even though one could argue that he caused the piece of bread to move, the Mishnah says that tohar, it remains totally pure, and it doesn't become tommy at all. And we don't consider this to be Tumas Heset, where the Tommy person caused the item to move, because he only caused it to move indirectly. Since he didn't properly move the balcony at all, the maximum that he would have caused the, to happen is for the balcony to vibrate and shake a tiny bit. And it's that that caused the loaf to fall off. And therefore it's considered to be that he indirectly caused it to move, and therefore it doesn't become Tomei at all. Mr. Bates, the next two Mishnahs are a continuation of that which we just mentioned at the end of the previous Mishnah. Hikish al-Hamorish, if a Zov hits a crossbeam, which is used to support the roof of the house, the boards of the roof usually rest on top of this crossbeam, and it's fixed very much. So it doesn't move about, and the maximum that would happen is that it might vibrate and shake a little bit. But if something is caused to move as a result of that, it's considered to be indirect, and therefore it wouldn't constitute Tumas Heset, and the item wouldn't become Tommy at all. Likewise, Alhamalbane, a fixed wooden frame, possibly the frame of a window or an entrance, Alhatsinar, a pipe or gutter, Valhadaf. Or if he hits a shelf, even if it's only attached to the wall via ropes, as long as it's firmly attached, it doesn't matter that it's not literally fixed to the ground. Al-Hatanur, a oven, which was fixed to the ground. Al-Hayom, the large container that catches the grain that is ground in a millstone at the bottom. This is also attached to the ground. Al-Hatzteroibol. This is the lower part of the millstone that is used for grinding. It's also attached to the ground. The lower part of a hand millstone, even though the upper part in this case is portable, the lower base is still attached to the ground. A giant measuring utensil that would be used together with a machine that would grind olives. Rabbi Yosef says, Even if he hits a beam on which the watchman of a bathhouse would sit, since the majority of these things are attached to the ground and they are very much fixed, so they don't move about, and any movement of an item that is on top of them as a result of him hitting it would be considered indirect, and therefore Tohar, the item that was caused to move, would remain pure totally. It wouldn't even be a Rishan Tumar, one step below an Avatumar, because this is not even considered to be Heset. Mishle Gimel, on the other hand, Hikashal Hadeles, if he hit a door and actually caused it to move properly, Al Haneger, a door bolt that is put into the ground at the bottom of the door to stop it from opening or closing. Again, this is very much movable, so it would move properly. Al-Hamanul, the lock on the door. Al-Hamoshait, the oars that are used on a boat. Al-Hakeles, this is the part of the millstone in which the grain would be placed. And again, this is movable. Al-Ilan a tree 
that is pretty weak and it's not thick and thus if somebody were to give it a bash it would move properly it wouldn't just be considered a vibration or a particular branch of the tree that is pretty weak and it can move properly if one hits it even if that branch is on is a part of a strong tree a Egyptian small-ish ladder in a case where it is not fixed with nails to the wall. Al Hakevesh, a ramp, al Hakira, a beam, al Hadeles, a door. The reason why the Mishnah mentions a door a second time is because over here we're talking about a different kind of door, possibly a trap door. Either way, all of these things can move properly. The last few things that were mentioned, in a case where they are not cemented down to the ground, if one hits them and causes an item of food or a regular object to move as a result, that would be considered directly causing it to move. There would be a transfer of Tumas Heset, and Tumayan, the items would become Tome as a Risha in the Tumor. What happens if he hits al-hashida al-hateva of al-hamigdol? These are different types of large cabinets and closets. If any items that are on them fall as a result of that, tomein, they would become tome because these items are not attached to the ground and the movement that is caused by him hitting it is significant and sufficient enough to it for, for the falling and movement of those items to be considered directly from the force of the Zov. Rabbi Nechem and Rabbi Shimon Matarim Ba'elu, however, Rabbi Nechem and Rabbi Shimon say that in these last cases, the items would remain pure, because although these items are not attached to the ground, they are extremely heavy, which means that any movement that is caused by a mere bash of the items, we only consider to be a vibration. And thus, the movement of the items as a result of their vibration is not considered to be direct, and so it would not come under the category of Tumas Heset. Richard Dalet, it's learned from Psukim that in order for Tumas Midros to be transferred onwards to an item whose purpose is designated for supporting the weight of a person, it's got to be that the item supported the majority of the Zov's weight. So if there are multiple items that between them support the Zov's weight, then none of them would become Tommy by Tomas Midras. Zov If a Zov was lying down, he was literally placed, he was spread out between five different benches or seats, or on five money belts. This is a type of, this is considered to be in the category of clothing, and that's why Tomas Midras applies to them as well. And we're going to take the first case of the Mishnah, where there are essentially five benches next to each other. If he lies down, Orkon, along the length of the five benches, so it could be he even starts just by lying down on one or two of them. However, in such a scenario, he will almost inevitably roll on his side and end up going onto the other benches as well. And at any one point, his the majority of his weight is being supported by just one of the benches because he's lying down lengthways. And therefore, all of the benches Tomeyan would be considered Tomei as an Avhatuma because of Tomas Midras. On the other hand, Larachbon, if he lies down on these five benches widthways, that means that his weight is distributed and spread out between all five benches. So each one of them by themselves is not supporting the majority of his weight, and therefore to Hirin, they would remain pure. Over here, the mission doesn't mean that they are pure totally. It just means that Tomas Midras doesn't apply. However, since he is touching the benches, or at least his clothes are touching the benches, so they would become Tomei as a Rishon the Tomar. 
the Zov's clothes themselves are an Av HaTumah, because Tumas Midos definitely applies to them. Continues the Mishnah, Yoshan, if he slept, he fell asleep on the benches, then even if he started off by lying down on them widthways, Sofich and his Hapechaleen, there is a doubt whether he flipped around and changed direction in his sleep, and therefore out of doubt to me in. All of the benches we consider to possibly be Tommy by Thomas Midras because it could be at any one point while he was asleep. The majority of his weight was being supported by any one bench. Continues the Mishnah. If his body was spread amongst six different chairs. Two of his, his two hands were on two chairs. His two legs were split between two different chairs. His head was on one chair. And the middle main part of his body was being supported via one chair. Only the chair that is underneath the main part of his body becomes Tommy by Tomas Midras. Because that chair is supporting the majority of his weight. If somebody is standing on two different chairs... If the two chairs are right next to each other, so at any one point, it could be that he's leaning more towards one side, and that the majority of his weight is being supported by one of the chairs. But Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, If the chairs are apart from each other, they're not right next to each other, then the only way for him to be able to stand up on those two and to remain balanced is by equally distributing his weight in between the two chairs which means that neither of them is supporting the majority of his weight, and thus to Hirin, both of them would remain pure from Tomas Midras. Although, of course, they would become Tomei as a original Tumor because they are touching at least his clothes.